0: ...with me this morning to Numbers 12, 1-16, to where we've been in Galatians for uh, some months now and we've been working particularly through the fruits of the Spirit. And so this morning we're at gentleness or meekness as it, as it really translates. And so we're looking at a, a text of Scripture which unpacks the, the meaning of that. And so that'll be from uh, Numbers 12. Let me give you a a touch of background just to help you understand where we are this morning. Galatians 5 tells us to be led, to walk in, to live in the Spirit. How do you do that? Well, it gives us then 15 fruits of the flesh, and he says if you're living and walking in these things, you're not walking or being led by the Spirit. And then he gives us nine fruits of the Spirit. Today, we're at gentleness or meekness. Now, the, the English doesn't have an exact word that, that covers what, what the original means. But meekness, it, it speaks of an inward attitude of our lives submitted in all arenas to the government or the leadership of Christ. And then that, that's the internal act of it. And then the external is gentleness. So it's meekness on the inside, and then it expresses itself with gentleness towards others. The Bible is then full of exhortations of meekness. So Jesus says, be meek like me. Galatians says the Spirit works meekness in all true believers. Titus 3 says, tell me tells us to be meek towards every person. And so this morning, is, is particularly as we focus on providence and our worship, the question I want to come to you with first is, do you understand your calling to meekness, especially with everything that's going on? Do you understand that, one, the Holy Spirit gives you the ability, and second, in all arenas of your life, you're called to place them as followers of Jesus under his authority. And we want to talk about what that looks like. So let me read. I guess I should open my Bible first. That would help. Uh, Let me just read uh, from Numbers chapter 12. 1 to 16, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Scripture this morning, so I'd invite you just to read along with me. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman, that's Zipporah, whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now, the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly the Lord said to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meetings. Of course, is where the ark was. And the three of them came out, and the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet amongst you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly, and not in riddles, and he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and they departed. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous like snow. And Aaron turned towards Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, do not punish us because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried to the Lord, O God, please heal her, please. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had put spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days. And the people did not set out on the march, so Miriam was brought in again after that the people set out we'll stop there please pray with me father we worship you right now and we want to we want to be a city that's a light as a church on a hill here in dothan and wherever we are lord in one of those ways that we shine the glory of christ is meekness in everything right now in culture and on media, it says be fearful, be anxious, be worried, take control, Lord, and that is the opposite of what we're called to do. Lord, give us the spirit-empowered ability to reflect the meekness of Christ through how we live, and use that to bring many to saving faith. Teach us now, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, when most people think of meekness, they often, they think of weakness, don't they? They they think of cowardice, they think of timidity, they think of lack of confidence. The story that comes to mind is The Wizard of Oz, and you you probably know the story quite well, maybe better than me. When Scarecrow Lion, Dorothy, Tin Man, they enter the castle, and they're gripping hands, and they're shaking in fear, aren't they? And suddenly there's a loud voice, and it says, come forward. The lion says, tell me when it's over. I want to go home. Fire comes up from the sides as they quake with fear. The loud voice again says, I am Oz, the great and the powerful. Who are you? Who are you? Dorothy steps up shaking, and she says, I am Dorothy the small, and the meek. Now, in English, the word meekness and gentleness often means weakness and timidity. It's Dorothy before Oz, isn't it? But in the the Scriptures, it's actually just the opposite meaning of that. In, In the Bible, when Paul says the Spirit works meekness in you, he is describing something that does not come out of weakness, but actually only comes out of strength. So you might say meekness never comes from weakness. It is a product of strength. So the word means strength under control. And and that is your physical strength, your mental strength, your financial strength, all being controlled and led by the wisdom and the government of the Lord. Now, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, you kind of know if you're lacking in those areas, right? Your your spouse or your friends can point them out to you quite easily. How do you know if you're living and walking in meekness? Well, just before Paul gives the nine fruits of the Spirit, he gives 15 fruits of the flesh. and, And they actually coincide quite well. They're opposites. And so what we see the opposite here of meekness in in his list is enmity in relationships. That is, strife with other people. Fits of anger when you don't get your way, Paul says. So people lacking in meekness, Christians are impatient toward anyone who disagrees with them. Or when they don't get their own way. They must have everything their way. They also feel that people are out to injure them with their looks, their words, their emails, what they put on Facebook, thus giving them reason to be angry with others, it seems like, all the time. And so they they feel they're always treated unfairly. So therefore, they're always outspoken about what they want and about their hurts. And so without meekness, instead of all the strength, Feelings, ambitions, goals of your life, being controlled by the wisdom and the power of Christ for his glory. They are under the control of your wisdom and your flesh. And the result is anger, malice, broken relationships, grieving the spirit, outbursts when you go to the grocery store. And and whatever you want is not there. So here's our main idea today is that we must show all meekness towards all people like Titus tells us. Okay, so there's three things that we want to say. First is, let's look at the meek less. The meek less. Verses 1 and 2 here in Numbers 12. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. For he had married a Cushite woman. And they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not also spoken through us? Now, I want to add to that Titus 3.2, which says... Show meekness towards all people. Now, the hardest people to show meekness to are those who are closest to you. And right now, maybe it's your friends or your family or those who are in your home and have to be there, those that you love, those that you're closest to. And then secondly, those people who attack us in anger or fits of rage or jealousy. And we actually see both of those here in Aaron. And in Miriam, verse 1, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. So their own brother or his own brother and sister publicly, publicly speak against him. They envy the honor he receives from God and from man. But this anger and jealousy had deeper roots than just envy. Look at your scriptures with me. They spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman he had married. Okay, what does that mean, Rusty? Well, the the, the Cushites lived in what's modern-day Ethiopia, and they were known to be a very dark people. And so that probably means there's a bit of racism here, there's some cultural differences, but his family, particularly Miriam, did not approve of her. So instead of bringing these feelings under the wisdom and direction of God... They control her, and she uh, uh, incites a rebellion against her own brother. Now, before the Bible describes Moses' meekness, it tells us how meekless his siblings are. And, And meekness begins by saying, whatever pleases God must not displease me. It is the quiet submission of our own lives in all areas and arenas to the will of God, submitting to every divine truth in Scripture. And where it is lacking, the heart is hard towards submitting to God's will and His leadership. Years ago, one of my uh, best friends was getting married and I was living overseas during the time. And so I made all my plans to come back. I was the best man in the wedding. And I I went to the embassy and I got my passport stamped and went through the airport, but they had uh, some soldiers checking passports as you got on the plane. And when I handed them my passport, they inspected it and said, this is not the proper stamp. They would not let me on the plane. And they were correct. I'd been given the wrong stamp. That is exactly what meekness does in the heart like a soldier at wartime, examining everyone who wants to come on board by God's truth. Every emotion, every feeling, every reaction, allowing some to enter the heart and mind and keeping others away. And without it, we become like Miriam and Aaron, hearts controlled by anger, jealousy, fits of rage, when we don't get our way or we feel wronged. That's the me class. Let's go to point two. Meekness starts with your strength under God's control. Verses 3 to 10, if you'll look there with me. Let's start at verse 3. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people in the face of the earth. Stop there. After showing the meekless, his siblings, God says of all the people on the earth, Moses is the meekest. Which means he has incredible ability and power. And all of it is governed and is under the wisdom and the authority of God. He is a man who lives completely in everything he does by the authority of God. And then, then the story illustrates it. God calls out the three siblings. And then he presents himself in a pillar of cloud calls Miriam and Aaron forward, and he utterly defends and lifts up Moses. And this is what he says, verse 7. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Moses never says a word. He never cusses his siblings. He never says, do you know who I am? He never says, that'll teach you. It's meekness on display. Strength under God's wisdom. His words, his actions, his desire for revenge, all governed by what glorifies God. You know, several years ago, I visited a friend's factory, and I wanted to show my children, because this is pretty cool what they were doing. They made parts for trains, and in one room, they were pouring liquid rubber into molds. And then they were letting it sit for days until the mold had shaped it into what it wanted it to be. That's what meekness does. Psalm 25, the meek will he teach his ways. Listen, notice after God says Moses is the meekness meekest, his testimony to Aaron and Miriam is with him do I speak? Not in riddles, because he understands me, Which means to the meek heart, God speaks often. And he says that again and again and again through Scripture. James: 121, "Receive with meekness the implanted word. Listen, God's word, His will, really are grafted most into the meek heart that's submitted to His sovereignty. Life that is submitted to his will. So it makes our lives like a sheet of paper before God, ready for him to ride on, believing in wisdom and his goodness in all things, trusting that he knows what I need far more than I do. And therefore, the Bible says, joy increases as meekness increases. Isaiah 29, 19. The meek also shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord. In other words, the more that you submit all of your life under the authority and the will of the Lord, the more His Word actually speaks and does a greater work in your heart and mind. And as that happens, it's the more that you actually draw close to Him in intimacy, and the closer you get to Him, is where you find the greatest joy. Here's the third thing. Meekness, I'm kind of like a woman with long hair here, flipping it. Sorry about that. Third thing. Meekness is the bond of Christian community. And we'll close with this. Meekness is the bond of Christian community. Numbers 12, verses 10 to 12, or 10 to 15. So, God's punishment is that Miriam becomes leprous. Her skin turns white as snow. And according to the law, she'd have to leave her people. She'd become an outcast, which is is very interesting here. What, What God does is Miriam doesn't like Zipporah, Moses' wife. There's certainly some pride involved here. And she wants then to drive Moses away. But God gives her leprosy, which turns her skin white and drives her away, removes her from her people. Now, I I think what God is saying here is, Miriam, you're proud of your light skin? I'll make it really white. I will show you what it feels like to be different, to be ostracized, to be an outcast. Now, Notice Moses' response, verse 13. Look in your Bibles with me. And Moses cried to the Lord, Oh God, please heal her, please. This is meekness. His strength to punish her, his strength not to forgive her, his strength to refuse to pray for her as a mediator between God and her, his strength to disown her, all completely surrendered to God's will. So the only response we see from Moses towards his sister who tried to harm him is grace, love, and mercy. He prays for the one who has tried to hurt him. Spirit-enabled meekness is at the heart of Christian community. Galatians 6.1, listen. Restore sinful brothers in a spirit of meekness. 2 Timothy 2.25 don't be argumentative, but correct people in meekness. First Corinthians 10, 1 Corinthians 10.1, Paul says, He entreats them by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. My friends, Paul calls us to action during this time by Jesus' meekness. Rusty, what does that mean? It means just this. What motivates us to action And how we live right now is remembering that Jesus, the creator and the sustainer of all things, one who is all-powerful, put all of his power under the Father's control and became man, doing the will of God, dying the death of a criminal, having his body hung on a cross, All to restore us to relationship with the Father. And Paul says, let the loving meekness of Christ, which restores you to God, which brought you saving grace, motivate you to show meekness to others. In other words, your meekness and how you live is to be motivated by his meekness and then reflects it. It reflects it. Right now, we're experiencing more pressure, more anxiety than maybe any time in your life. More concern. And the temptation in these times is to say, I'm going to get mine, isn't it? And I want to ask you, is your strength, is the power of your life, Is it used and surrendered to the will and wisdom of God? The strength of your intellect, the strength of your business, of your leadership, of your finances, of how you treat your co-workers or those who actually work for you, your employees, your physical strength. And if so, The fruits are, like we see here, rich fellowship in God's community. Second, receiving God's Word with rich soil, like a harvest it will produce in your life. And real and fresh joy and fellowship with Him. In other words, by the Spirit working meekness in you, you will display Exactly what the world needs most, it is the gospel of Christ, one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, stepping down and dying on a cross so that we might be saved and restored by grace through faith alone. Father, I thank you for your word, and I ask that you would speak to us Lord, one of the ways that we glorify you, we proclaim Christ, particularly during this time, is meekness. And when we examine our own hearts, there's a lot of selfishness there. We need the Holy Spirit to work meekness through our times of worship and in the Word and prayer, Lord, so that our lives can shine, so that we can bring everything that we have and are under your authority, everything that comes out of our mouth or through our minds, all of our actions, under your authority, to display the glory of our Savior, God. And that's when we experience great, great joy and great fruit from the Word in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.